Hello, welcome to the Oswald Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. The HC Master Center, where we, every Monday uh, on twitch.tv forward slash Just Wargamer, uh, we look at the event results from around the world from the latest and greatest Age of Sigmar event results, uh, uh, events, sorry, and we look at the results. Uh, you can also find information about this on our new Twitter page, the T Sports Stats Center, uh, where that will link to the stats that we have uh, done by Rob and Ziggy to break down these event results into actual numbers. Uh, what I'm going to be doing in today's show is just be looking at the lists, uh, at the events that played at the weekend, the list that did well, normally the ones in the 5-0 and the 4-1 bracket, and just discussing that, basically. Uh, really simple, really easy. First event we're going to be looking at is the Warrior Lodge event. Uh, so this is Quest of Champions Heat 1. They're doing a variety of different heats leading up to, I think, finals? I think finals. Anyway, in the 5-0 bracket, it was won by Mr. Tom Maudsley. Mr. Tom Morsley, uh, the captain of uh, Team England for the AOS Worlds event. Uh, Tom has done very well at many events uh, in Age of Sigmar 3, uh, part of the Marauders Gaming Club. He took a Magic Kingdom Nurgle uh, list in Befouling Hosts, and as the chat's pointed out, uh, really useful uh, sub-faction being able to uh, summon on something like a Sloppity for seven Contagion... Uh, oh, whatever the points are called, for seven points early on. Uh, he's got a great and clean one with Master of Magic for the re-rollable Fleshy Abundance spell, which he sticks on 20 Blade Bearers. He's got a Lord of Afflictions um, and also one Posco of Blight Lord, which I assume he uses to do Deep Strike Battle Tactics. He's got two Beasts of Nurgle for Run, Charge, and Do Mortal Wounds. He's got a Rotbringer Sorcerer, which honestly, I don't know why it's in there. Uh, and then he's also got Morbid X Twiceborn, who's a very tanky, survivable uh, character. He heals half of the wounds he's taken at the end of the Battleshock phase, which is quite good. If you tie that in with his Bravery 9 and the fact he could do heroic recovery, you really do have the opportunity uh, to have a very tanky character, which can keep dishing out Contagion points and doing mortal wounds. Uh, because the Wither Stave, which is on the Great and Clean one, who's also survivable and also tanky, does, more to, uh, does procs uh, the Contagion points on a 3 uh, as opposed to a four. Um, so Tom should be really proud of his result. Uh, he'd be Sylvaneth, Iron Jaws uh, in his path to victory. Um, so it uh, looks like a, a really fun list. Uh, Tom should be really proud of himself. I'm sure he is. Uh, and there we go. Another one in uh, the bank for Nurgle, which is, as I've said previously, a surprise to me. So I'm going to have to kind of reassess my feelings on the Nurgle book and, and think it's a lot stronger than it, it initially looked to me. Uh, but we will see what the actual stats say when uh, they're posted this Tuesday, so Tuesday the 8th of February. In the 4-1 bracket, we had some pretty fun lists. We had Andy Hughes with his Draco Tail uh, Seraphon list. We talked a lot about the popularity of uh, Seraphon and the different sub-faction. Age of Sigmar 2 was all about um, uh, Draco's Tail, or whatever the hell the skin quant's called, I forget for the moment, uh, Fangs of Sotek. Uh, in Age of Sigmar 3, it seems to have moved pretty heavily towards... Uh, using Coalesced for that minus one damage, especially as a lot of the threats in the meta currently are damage two. Reduce that down to damage one, you've got a good play. Also, you get to have a lot of monsters, and monsters are super useful, useful for battle tactics, which is great, and scoring extra victory points. Uh, Andy's gone a bit old school. He's gone for Draco's Tail, uh, and showing that those uh, those nerfs, uh, so he did go 4-1, those nerfs to the points on Salamanders hasn't really affected his list, other than he's got slightly less in his list. So he's got a Slant Star Master, an Engine of the Gods, Soros Asphalt Banner Bearer, and a Skink Stars here. 
two times ten skinks, five source guard, and then six salamanders with the emerald life swarm. So three times two. So there's a lot of output from those salamanders. Most people would love the 280 points to be able to have salamanders in the list in any way. Uh, really useful also uh, against uh, long strikes or something like that. He may well be able to keep his slan alive, meaning that those salamanders don't have to deploy on the board, which means that they don't have to suffer any alpha strike shooting and or fighting uh, because he's going to be able to teleport his slan drop down the salamanders anywhere and shoot and fight uh so like it gives him a lot of utility uh, a lot of uh the questions you're going to have to ask yourself over the next six months of this edition are how do i deal with long strikes how do i deal with dragons iron jaws all of this alpha fighting alpha shooting stuff uh both snakes i guess and lumeth still are in there even though they've been ruined by the points updates um uh like absolutely ruined by the points updates uh basically an unplayable army ruined uh the uh you know you might still see 30 sentinels on the odd occasion uh probably not though because the army was ruined uh the you know you got to ask yourself how am i going to deal with all of this alpha stuff and actually keeping stuff off the board is we're going to be really uh strong so when we do get that tome celestial coming out in white dwarf for beasts of chaos who obviously can put a lot of their units in reserve uh, you might see an incredibly strong army that wasn't very strong piece of chaos i imagine that tome celestia is going to take them from the 31 percent win rate they're at now and they're going to push them up 20 20 percent maybe maybe more um thank you to jay's b in the chat for donating five gift subs what up thanks babe that's so nice of you uh the fuck you want about <laughs> uh so that's andy congratulations to him also in the 4-1 bracket is gabe huddleston uh no not sorry freddie leggett Freddie Leggett in the 4-1 bracket with a really nice, different kind of like, well, not that different, uh, but a nice kind of like City to Sigmar list and a lot of different nice units in here. A Rune Lord in there, who's the general, which means those Iron Drakes that he's got can be battle line. Uh, Duralia Van Denst, again, we talked about this a lot recently, or I feel like I've talked about this a lot recently, but that great little shooting attack coming from, attack coming from Duralia is really, really good. Uh, then you've got a Hurricane for that plus one to hit Aura and an Anointed on Frostheart Phoenix. Sorry, this is all in Tempest Die. So they are going to be able to have plus one to wound uh, from their shooting, which is going to be super useful for the, on those Iron Drakes. And that Frostheart Phoenix giving those Iron Drakes and all of those characters that are going to move around as a bubble, minus one to wound, which is really good. Then he's got two lots of free, free Guild Pistoliers and a unit of Free Guild uh, Outriders. I assume that there was screens for him. 10 long beards and then two lots of two Dracothian guard formulators. We saw how incredibly useful they are already at the weekend. Uh, sorry, at LVO last weekend. Uh, we'll see them more in the future in different lists. Uh, it really adds something into the Cities of Sigmar army, which hasn't previously existed, which is an incredibly good fighting unit. Like, like a very good fighting unit. They've had things like Phoenix Guard, or like are a good fighting unit because they can attrition really well. But these things have got the ability to spike damage. So go in, do the big hit like so and and arguably take something out um uh, so yeah two units of two dracothian formulators which is really good and then the soul screen bridge which i assume he will teleport over the iron drakes shoot and fight uh sorry shoot with them as well and then also in the 4-1 bracket great little meme list uh is gabe huddleston kragnos godrak mega boss on more crusher with the arcane tome with a teleport also on there as well uh, with the fastened mount trait uh, and then he's got three lots of five or a card boys and it's a battle regiment so it's a one drop the important point here is it's an iron sons list so he's got kragnos godrak and megaboss or more crusher he can run forward 
he can um he can charge so he can move all uh, kragnos godrak and megaboss forward he can charge on 3d6 because of kragnos's aura and then in his opponent's turn because of the iron sun's allegiance ability he can charge and then um in at the end of their charge phase so he can charge in their phase as well on 3d6 for one command point because of all of their characters so the megaboss and more crusher spends one command point all three characters get to charge at the end of the opponent's charge phase on 3d6 charge 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 just keep screaming crag bro crag bro crag bro the whole way yeah just chug a beer shout crag bro charge him in right this is the ultimate crag bro list okay all right like you just you just wouldn't feel safe you'd feel unco- you'd feel so uncomfortable here basically uh in with this list uh and then uh just this, a final little touch not in the full one bracket but worth talking about uh because it's cute tom Patton, tom Patton, with his gloom spike gets list uh <laughs> went three two at this event three two three two um uh uh he goes web spinner shaman uh, on a ragnarok another web spinner shaman on a ragnarok a madcap shaman kragnos and three lots of 10 spider riders so shout out to him for what is a fantastic result for uh at least i mean he has uh those spider riders each one is 20 wounds on a five up save which are bravery i'm gonna say six but it might be five um not good is the answer uh and then two web spinner uh shamans on ragnaroks which can do yeah so crag little bros crag spiders now uh as my friend lee bromley in the chat has pointed out a lot of people are talking about spider fang at the minute um my good friend uh stuart iron gutsman has talked about it on his youtube channel uh having done well recently in tts event and i'd just like to um solidly black solidly back spider fang as being maybe s tier like solidly back it 100 percent don't want to disagree with any of those commentators online absolutely agree with you you could take this to any event and go three two to five oh comfortably i'm gonna say uh regularly uh like if this was played by the french maybe six oh at a five round event maybe uh but they should be super pleased with themselves that's that event uh there are more events coming from the this these event organizers in the future i will include them in the show notes below over at in america at columbus Brewhammer, we have that we have our other 5-0 event this weekend uh the we had it this event oh, i actually don't know how many players we had that's a great question uh we had four it looks like we had 40 players uh this event uh over in the usa i guess in columbus being held in a brewery that's right the gaming tables were set up inside a brewery uh which is pretty cool now tom guan i don't think i've ever said his middle name right uh and if you're still in the chat uh, i'm sorry for never doing that right tom guan went 5-0 now with his stormcast eternals list this is actually a pretty big deal because tom's had a very successful season for age of sigma if you check the tsn player stats tom's been doing really well he's got four five four one results and this is his first five oh of the season and he's going to be doing he's gonna be really happy about that he's already been in the twitch chat today talking to us about his list which is really great to see him here um uh, so thank you for popping in part of haram base heroes like it's just really good to see like the bridesmaid become the bride i'm really chuffed for him on a personal level uh so there we go now what was in his list uh so he was running the stormcast eternals list and it was hammers of sigmar so uh six at ward within 12 inches of the objective he had one lord relictor uh with high priest the mirror shield and translocation so he's got that re-rollable um sorry yes the re-rollable uh two up 
uh, teleport. He's also got a battle mage, and his battle mage from the realm of Gur, which means he's got a spell, which is wild form, which is plus two to run, but most importantly to charge. So a totally rollable charge with a seven inch uh, charge, effectively, once you teleport, because you teleport outside nine inches, seven inch charge, which obviously you can spend a CP to re-roll. He probably did that on either his unit of Formulators, uh, he had a unit of four Formulators, or his unit of Tempesters, uh, which had a unit of four of those as well. And then he had a unit of 15 Judicators with Skybolt Bows, and obviously he would have taken the Holy Command a Thunderbolt Volley, so they would have shot in the Hero Phase and then shot in the Shooting Phase, which is an amazing amount of output. It's also 15 uh, uh, units, sorry, 15 models for objectives, and it's 30 wounds. So it works really well with things like Rally and other stuff because you've got a larger wound pool and model count to be able to do Rally. And then you had two units of uh, five Liberators that were there helping and holding objectives. So amazing output from the Formulators, amazing output from the Skybolt sorry, Sky Bolt Bows, and he's got that really nice utility piece in the Tempestors that can both shoot and fight and really kind of like lets you like gives you something else to deal with before you get to the formulators or you get to the skybolt bows which is uh uh really good uh uh so like he should be really happy and i'm really chuffed for him so this is this is fantastic uh so there we go uh really good so congratulations to him now moving into the 4-1 bracket uh we've got a great list here great list uh this was being run by john anderson john anderson uh, around this list so this is an INF deepkin list obviously so it used the new war scrolls and the new points from uh the fomo box fury of the deep uh but uh obviously the new book isn't out yet so it's the new stuff okay so he was running a tide caster and he was in Futh one so um the tide which gives you reroll once to hit affects you more and the tide caster is able to flip that which is good he's also given him the master of magic uh as well uh, so he's got that re-rollable casting. And he's got the Eidolon of Mathland. Now, the Eidolon of Mathland is really important because, and it's the aspect of the storm, because he's got an aura of plus one to wound. Now, that's going to be really important on the Numati Reavers, which he's got, because he has 60, three units of 20. They've got two shots apiece, so each brick of 20 is going to be doing 40 shots for a total of 120 shots. The Eidolon gives them plus one to wound, so their profile of threes and threes goes to threes and twos. The Leviadon, which is also in the list, also gives them plus one to hit, so it gives them twos and twos. The Futhwan ability gives them, sorry, the, the Tide ability gives them reroll ones to hit. So, at 18 inch range, and they move eight, so 26 inch range, uh, you have 120 shots, hitting on twos, wounding on twos, rend one, damage one. Uh, and then he's got the Eidolon with the Cloud of Midnight for doing some damage and also just some doing some defensive stuff. Uh, and then he's got two units of three Aether Wings to hold objectives, uh, I guess, are the kind of key parts for those uh, as allies in the list. And he's also a one drop. This is all inside a battle regiment. So that, that if you happen to sit within that 26 inch bubble, uh, you're in you're in a tough time. 120 shots, twos rerolling ones, twos, red one, damage one. Amazing amazing insert meme of uh we will blot out the sun from 300 uh, effectively uh, <laughs> and that's what i've always thought about the internet deep can army that it's a heavy shooting army uh, as it as it clearly is now uh, so i mean congratulations to john fantastic um uh, they also flip the tides yes so sorry they can also run and shoot turn one via the tights is that the tights that does that yeah so big shooting 
big shooting all the time uh so that's great and it'll be interesting to see if that carries over into the new Arnett deepkin book because if that does if all of those things say roughly the same the new um the new Ironet Deepkin book is going to be an incredible shooting unit. Uh, sorry, an incredible shooting army, much like the Daughters of Cain book is, and very much like the Lumineth book is. So all of the elves, very shooty, basically, is what we're seeing. Uh, in uh, in also in the form bracket is a really swaggy shadow sword in the chat, uh, but his actual name uh, is Michael Rausch. Uh, has been running, pushing forward an Osar Bone Reapers list going four one post Nagash. Oh, we need Nagash to run in this army. He's put together a really solid OCR Bone Reapers list in the Leech Cavalos, Arcan the Black, and the Mortars and Bone Shaper. Um, uh, and the uh, so those are the characters. So um, Arcan being able to return models to a unit, and the Bone Shaper being able to return models to a unit in Petrofex Elite, which ignores Rend One, means that he can return up to six models to a unit of Mortec Guard, and he's got a unit of 30 and a unit of 20. Behind them, he had a Gothazar Harvester, so making it so that you can return half of the slain models back. They're ignoring Rend 1. They've got re-rollable saves. He's got Empower Naderite weapons if he wants to try and ignore... Uh, sorry, Empower Naderite weapons or Empower Naderite shields if he wants to try and ignore mortal wounds as well. Uh, and then he's also got a Gothazar Harvester. So for being able to try to pick out characters or maybe start throwing stuff into... Uh, the current army. Thank you to the Grot Mammary Enhancements for donating £6.90 to the show. That's very great of you. I'm glad uh, you've done that. That's that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, uh, High Ground GT went 5-0 then. Same list as the High Ground GT. So uh, Swaggy has done quite well and it'll be really fun to see where he's uh, he fits into the OCR Bone Reapers uh, TSN rankings uh, because uh, Owen Jackson being the top of that ranking at the minute uh, can uh, uh, Michael uh, take it back for the USA can he steal it back uh, the in the 4-1 bracket is what is a shock to me shock to me Lumineth Realm Lords have absolutely smashed a 4-1 victory since their points update in Age Sigmar 3.1 a terrible army uh, they had a six point, uh, 60 point uh, lift on uh, their list. Their lists were either Teclis, 30 Sentinels, um, a Cathalar, and uh, some Wardens, or it was Severith, two Wardens, 30 Sentinels, and some, uh, sorry, 30 Sentinels, uh, two Wind Spirits, Severith, and uh, two lots of 10 Wardens. Uh, but that that's had a massive change on list writing uh, for this. So a big shout out to um, uh, Ben Kloss pushing an army uphill at this point with that Lumineth Realm Lords. They've, they're not doing well at all. So Severith in the list, the Law Seeker, uh, obviously he's got Lambent Light, so he drops down and does re-roll uh, re shooting against a unit as a spell. The Venari Lord Regent, which obviously helps uh, put spells on, um, sorry, it puts some weapons on uh, the Wardens. He's got two lots of 10 Wardens. And then he's also got 30 Sentinels. Uh, and then he's also got two Wind Spirits. So Severith and the two Wind Spirits. So a big change of departure from what we saw previous to, to the LRL list. And he should be really, he should be really happy. Um, I'm ideologically opposed to the Wind Spirit spam, uh, says someone in the chat. So yeah, congratulations to him. No idea how he did it at this point. No idea how he's done so well. Uh, absolutely. Oh, how did he, who did he lose to? He went 4-1. It's a great question. Let's find out. Ben Kloss. He lost his third round into Matthew Buchech. I'm not saying that right. And Matthew Buchech is running... Oh. He was running, he was running a Soulblight Gravelords list. A Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon. 
Manfred and Neferata. And then three lots of 20 zombies, 10 direwolves, and 20 graveguard is what he lost to. Um, so there you go. Uh, now, also in the 4-1 bracket, uh, we had two cities of Sigmarless, and they're, they're both different. One's Living City, and one is Hallowheart. And that brings the Living Cities uh, this weekend to three four ones, which is pretty exciting. Um, uh, now, uh, so the Cities of Sigmar, uh, it, the first one that we're seeing being played by, sorry about this, uh, for everyone, got myself caught up bart kennelly uh so bart kennelly with his first season sigma list was hallow heart and he had rune lord anoint on frost phoenix celestial hurricane and battle mage lord arcana and griff charger 30 iron drakes 10 long beers 10 dread spears five sisters of thorn and then he had soul screen bridge and emerald life swarm now truthfully hallow heart has got a lot of tech inside of it he had the hurricane and plus one to hit he has the the uh, Frostheart Phoenix, minus one to wound. They're all wizards. They can all cast two spells. They all get pluses to cast within range of the general who's got a command ability that can take D6 more wounds, cast on up to plus six. Um, and then that uh, works on casters within six inches, I'm pretty certain. And then you've got plus one to cast from the Hurricaneum, so you're casting very reliable spells. Uh, I did get asked earlier how I think they played into Seraphon, and actually, truthfully, I didn't really have a clear answer, so I would be interested to, to break that down um, in the future. Sisters of the Thorn... Uh, uh, again, a fast mobile caster, um, being able to uh, ping mortal wounds and also uh, take up the midboard. Also plays a screen. The Iron Drakes, we've seen seen this before. Go across the bridge. They shoot twice. They've got. Uh, they normally have. Um, uh, what's it called? Cast on them. Uh, not ignite weapons. The other one. Um, warding brand cast on them. So if you hit them, uh, you take mortal wounds in return. And then it's just a, a magical gun line. Uh, beyond that behind it with some pretty solid casting um so it should be super chuffed with that uh that's a really great result and again really techy loads of options this would this is genuinely very uh complicated to work out how to it, after turn one how to unpack this army and i guess going into turns like three four five you've got not some stuff dead some stuff not dead you've got some options to play um this is this is a really fun complicated army for the player to play and should be super chuffed with that um Stormcast Eternals being played by uh, Austin Timich. I haven't got that right. I definitely got that wrong. Timich. Um, had a Lord Celestial and Star Drake, a Knight Encanter, a Lord Arcanum and Charge uh, on Griff Charger. This is all in Seans of the Storm. And again, Hammers of Sigma. And then he had uh, one unit of Formulators, unit of four, and then one unit of six Long Strikes, and then two Liberators. So those Long Strikes shooting twice, those Formulators doing all the damage. Uh, Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger bopping around. The Encanter unbinds a spell uh, of an Autocast. And then the Lord Celestial on Star Drake uh, with the Mirror Shield, so you can't pick it off at range. It's really nice. Love that. Uh, so big monstrous threat, really good for monstrous takeover, really good for charging. Uh, and lost the Ineth with six Reavers, new War Scrolls. Uh, congratulations. Uh, is this the Hallow Heart list that lost or the Stormcast list? Um, uh, does that mean it doesn't work on a wizard who took the damage? No, it does. I pay. It does. Um, so yeah, great little list. Like lots of the power picks, right? The Formulators, obviously great. The Liberators just being there, holding the objective. Uh, and the, uh, the Long Strikes also doing some... Uh, amazing damage at range, but the this first time we've seen the Star Drake thrown into this list as well, uh, which is really cool. Um, uh, like, and then finally, Cities of Sigma, uh, being played by last in the 4 1 bracket, being played by Nicholas True, Living City. Uh, he has gone for like the absolute, like, 
most fine cutting edge. I think he's straight down to, oh, he's at 1970 points. So he's tried to fit in as much as he can. He's got the skull screen bridge, which will have worked, which will work with his 30 iron drakes, 10 long beards, 10 free guild guard. And then he's got two lots of four formulators. So he's got eight formulators in his list and two units of four. Rune Lords the General, who's also a, a wizard, also a priest, and then the battle mage uh, as well, which will have been from Gur. So I s assume he's putting four formulators on the board. He's moving them. He's shooting. He's using the command ability in Living City to move them again. He's giving, putting the Gur battle mage uh, trait on them so that they've got plus two to charge, which is really good. Um, so he's just gone for pure output all the time. 30 Iron Drakes shooting twice when they come across the bridge. Just pure damage all the time. Went 4-1. Not surprised to see that. Okay, so uh, we have, don't know how this is going to affect the stats and the results. Uh, we'll see that later in the week. Um, but, uh, and how that changes the player rankings, which again will be another show that we start doing more regularly later on in the week. I might put it in as a Wednesday, might put it in as a Thursday. Uh, the only reason I say that is because that gives Ziggy and Rob at the stats team time to put that together so you guys can see how this might affect rankings and how it might affect the overall results. Things to take away are not really too different from last week, truth be told. Uh, Stormcast, uh, very good because lots of the elements of their armies are very strong in themselves, in their own armies, and also those same units are very strong inside other armies as well, inside things like Living Sea. Um, so Cities of Sigmar also doing really well with Iron Drakes. It seems to be a takeaway from this weekend, uh, truthfully. Uh, and Nurgle, of course, top of the show, talking about Nurgle and again, Tom. But Tom also just one of those players who can do well with most armies. That's not to say that I don't think Nurgle a solid army. I just think Tom's a great player. That's also something really to point in. Um, uh, so yeah, the uh, uh, so like overall, uh, it, there's, I would say that like there feels like there's a very heavy Stormcast um uh, strength to some of the early results that we've had coming in from this season uh, or units featuring stormcast so stormcast light uh, how people feel about that is quite interesting um you know we've got a nurgle also featuring like which is also really important to point in there as well and maybe they're the answer because it feels like iron jaws maybe aren't the answer to some of this stormcast stuff um but we'll have to see in the future thanks for listening to the stat center let us know what you think in the comments below if you've been listening to this podcast please stay hydrated and as always we are supported by everyone that's wargamer patreon and twitch you can see in the chat here thanks for tuning in